1: that's hyperthetical, H Y P E R T H E T I
0: C A L.
2: Hi, I'm Keegan.
0: And I'm Christina.
2: And you're listening to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives.
0: Yes. And
2: you might hear a new voice. I'm sure that threw everybody off not to hear <laughs> Megan uh, at the top. Madigan unfortunately is sick today. She's lost her voice, so she's lost her ability to podcast for you all today. So I am joined by my dear friend and podcast co-host of My Worst Date, Christina Connor. Christina, hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank
0: you so much for having me. Of I had course. so much fun the last time I did it with Mag- Madigan. So I'm I'm happy to be back.
2: Yeah, and I love talking to you. I love um, ranting. To you, oh, you and you and I can and <laughs> we can take each other to a whole nother level. I know it's <laughs> it's it's true. Uh, so we recorded last for our news episode on Wednesday. We usually record on Thursdays for our Friday episode, but I had a conflict last week, so unfortunately, that means that we missed like the biggest news oh. of the century, I guess. Uh, <laughs>
0: it was huge. Like I actually texted you. You did that morning when the the news came out that she was sick. You were on top of it. I was on top of it. Now, I have no idea why it affected me as much. And I think it's because I grew up, I was young enough to remember like Princess Diana and also having crushes on Prince William. And it was just like this really big time in the States for like everyone to have kind of this fascination with the royal family you know and and it feels icky because as somebody that's you know come up in the world and it's just like you know colonization and all of that yes exactly Mm -hmm. but there is still that i don't know that little girl inside that's like
2: fairy tale or whatever yeah yeah. it is (laughs) a weird. weird thing that's at conflict i really do feel like if you were a child of the 90s the royal culture in the United States was huge and also weird. Yeah. And then I feel like it had a resurgence with the crown.
0: Yes. Even yes. though the
2: crown doesn't always portray Elizabeth as like the most I mean, obviously she's not a warm and fuzzy character on that show. I feel like it's still a positive portrayal. It is. Yeah. And so I understood it. Um I under for for me, I wasn't sad or anything, but I was like, oh yeah, I mean like how weird! She's like an institution. Correct. That's you know? the
0: other thing that it's just something that's that you're just used to, and it, whatever the case may be, it's still going to be something completely different now,
2: right? It's Charles now, which I think Charles that, in charge. I re- yes. Oh no, <laughs> King Chuck. Oh no. Oh God, <laughs> I I really do feel like that's par- probably like the hardest pill to swallow is that like I actually don't care, and we're about to get into it in a minute about you know. I don't really care that Queen Elizabeth died. She was 96. You know, all the colonization, we're going to talk about people's reactions to that and how the internet has really responded yeah. to all of that um, and everything else. But I do think that I was just expecting her to hang on. I, I was just, in my head, I was like, she's not going to let Charles take over. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: I was happen.
0: really surprised. I I expected her to be like over 100. Like, I, yeah. I don't know why. She just seemed... Like she sheer was just force gonna of be will,
2: exactly. especially watching The Crown, I'm like, she's not gonna let that sniveling fucking guy <laughs> right? become king. No way. No,
0: and it's it is. I would have to say it's it's tough having watched The Crown and having grown up with the the Princess Diana saga. It's really difficult to not be really mad about.
2: Yeah king charles you know he's just queen consort camilla yes you
0: know i'm like at one point we've had text messages from this motherfucker begging to be a tampon
2: Uh uh-huh yeah yeah Yeah. i mean there's audio yeah have you heard the audio oh yeah it's mm, so they weren't text because there wasn't texting back then but yeah yeah yeah, exactly yeah wow uh it's a lot but the internet did come fast and hard for the entire monarchy's throat. Um, yeah. Rightfully so. I mean, of course, anytime anybody dies, if you are a human being with any empathy, you can feel for that person's family. Right. You know, even if she's 96 and the monarch to the British Empire, you can still have that a degree of, of empathy for somebody having died and yeah. what their family's going through. I mean, I'm watching the videos of. Prince Harry, it's his birthday today, the day we're recording, I think, or yesterday. And um, it's it's sad to watch him grapple with, like, losing his grandma. Of course, that's your grandma.
0: Right. Exactly. At the end of the day, I guess she's also the Queen of England. But right. It's, yeah. It's, that's Grams. Exactly. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's kind of hard. But I, I definitely like am watching to see what countries have these trigger laws or or these These votes coming up that, like, they were waiting on this moment to say, Okay, that's enough. Like, out of, I don't know, respect for her or something. Like, a lot of people didn't like the monarchy, but at least I guess had respect for her longevity to not like like, push push back with her. (laughs) Exactly. Until now, they're like, Okay, but enough's enough. And we don't want to do this anymore.
2: No, truly. Queen Elizabeth was the longest reigning queen in British history. She reigned for 70 years. The only one who got close was uh, Queen Victoria, who reigned for like 60-something years. Mm -hmm. So while a lot of the Western world specifically, like we've already said, especially like America, who has this very weird relationship with the royals, and then, of course, there are... Royalists and like monarch apologists all throughout Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of people who took this opportunity to shine a light on the horrors of colonization. And there was one thing in particular that kind of stood out to me. And that was pretty much as soon as Queen Elizabeth died. Um, the koh noor diamond started trending. So oh, Kohenors. yeah. The one
0: that's in the the crown. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So this diamond was obtained that's the language that That's they the use. nicest word mm-hmm. to say, I yes. guess. plundered, stolen, stolen. <laughs> from India during Queen Victoria's rule and put as the center stone in a crown that has been worn by generations of British queens and now will sit atop the head of Camilla. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh. Hard <laughs> pill to swallow. Uh, so a lot of people have been calling for the monarchy to attempt to make amends. And like the first step, they're like, how about you give us that diamond back? Yeah. Give us that diamond back. And they're like, oh, (laughs) no, (laughs) no, (laughs) we don't want to. Uh, so despite the fact that a lot of royalists and Tucker Carlson, who went on some kind of weird unhinged rant about this. Yeah. About just like nobody having any respect anymore, and arguing that the Brits were like benevolent colonizers.
0: Oh, you know, you don't like to hear that.
2: No. It's, That's
0: some like weird antebellum shit. It's like,
2: really weird. Yeah. It's just like, listen, yes, they completely like dominated your culture and, you know, committed cultural genocide in a lot of places, but they were nice about it. Uh, and, you know, they're basically saying that their brand of imperialism wasn't about plunder. It was about uplifting and civilizing colonized populations. Wow. Horrible. Recent calculations have concluded that in addition to the horrific violence, dispossession and prejudice that the people of India faced under British occupation, they also faced significant economic exploitation with Britain having drained a total of nearly 45 trillion dollars yeah. from India during the period of 1765 to 1900. 38. And so a lot of people rightfully see the fact that they're still wearing this diamond um, as a symbol of like a trophy that they've taken from.
0: Yeah, it's throwing it in the in the face, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, yeah. It, right.
2: And while Queen Elizabeth II wasn't, you know, it's not like she was the sole person who committed all of these atrocities when she was born. The British Empire ruled over 412 million people, about one-fourth of the world's population. Historians confirm that British colonization was riddled with abuse, inequalities, racism, violence, and extreme drain of wealth in the countries that they colonized. And even though she wasn't alive during its peak, she has been accused of turning a blind eye to its many crimes, including Slave trade and Operation Legacy, which took place in the 1950s and 70s, under which Queen Elizabeth's government and MI5 hid, burnt, and dumped tens of thousands of crucial files from ex colonies. So, wow. like anything that was like that made the crown look bad, yeah, got rid of. So, in the meantime, a week later, the Queen's funeral events are well underway and protesters are being arrested for making suggestions that the monarchy should be abolished. A woman in Edinburgh holding a sign reading, Fuck Imperialism, Abolish the Monarchy, was charged with breach of the peace. Another 22-year-old man was arrested for heckling Prince Andrew. Ugh. I'm like, is that that's the hill you want to die on?
0: <laughs> really? Uh,
2: and calling him a sick old man during a procession march. And he was also charged with breach of of the peace. So there, there's also been a lot of outrage over the fact that it's really disrupting the lives of people who are currently living in Britain because on her funeral day, all of this shit is getting closed. Like, everything. Food banks the are stock, closed. The stock market. Yes. Like
0: everything. It's going to be a huge hit for the economy.
2: Yeah, and they're already... So with inflation at nearly 10%, Britain is currently in a cost of living crisis. Mm-hmm. So people are furious that food banks are being closed and parliament is being shut down for four weeks while the queen's funeral, which is likely to cost tens of millions of pounds, mm-hmm. will be paid for by British taxpayers, though oh. the royal family's fortune is estimated at 28 billion dollars
0: oh and he doesn't have to pay tax on it yeah did you see that yes that's I a big mm-hmm. big thing so all that money that he's inheriting he yeah. didn't have to pay any taxes on no
2: inheritance tax for the for royals him. yeah that's it's it's truly um horrifying I,
0: i've heard a lot of things too where i've seen stories of people already saying like how they're calling him very fussy. Oh yeah. And he's like, apparently just fucking terrible to his staff.
2: Yeah. Have you seen the videos with the pen? With the pen. Yes. Yeah. And I actually, I was like, oh God, Camilla's like response to it. That is a woman who has put up with this behavior for so long. She's like, it's fine. I'll deal with it. (laughs) Like she just like (laughs) takes the pen. She's like, I've got it. I've got it. It's fine. Charles. It's fine. Like calm down. It's a pen. It's not going to be there. I mean,
0: listen, like we're, there's so many crises that we're dealing with like as a world right now that this pomp and circumstance doesn't do anything to actually uplift or help anybody, you know, a Royal wedding is not going to pay like the rent in London right now. Yeah. You know, the funeral.
2: Yeah. It's,
0: it's just, it's too, it's too much. You can't, you know, the monarchy has been used a lot in modern times as I, I feel like this this uplifting national pride kind mm-hmm.
2: of thing. Yes, I think so.
0: But with things so bad and I mean Liz Trust, I mean being <laughs> she is so weird and like Margaret Thatcher like reborn and revisited. It's just I don't know. I'm I'm troubled for our UK friends.
2: Yeah, I don't think people are gonna take this transition well. People did not like Charles already and Mm -hmm. Camilla was you know of course extremely hated when Diana was alive and there has been there have been people who have come around on her I think that her approval rating was actually higher than Charles's a couple of years ago so um, people are coming around on Camilla but still it's like look man the monarchy was I feel like hanging by a thread as it was I think that people felt endeared towards Queen Elizabeth II and that's kind of what kept people hanging on but you have people on the verge of crisis and they're seeing all of this opulence and this extreme wealth. And they're also seeing their day-to-day lives being disrupted in real ways. Like I've seen so many stories being shared about how like, I need this surgery. I finally got approved for this surgery. It's scheduled for the day of the funeral. Now I can't get it until December, right? Like things like that. that It's just like everything is being kind of pushed back and it's going to create, and then you're arresting anybody who-
0: who speaks, speaks out, out again. about it yeah, yeah somebody was
2: arrested for holding a sign that said um not my king on it
0: wow yeah
2: so it's just it's mm, don't love it don't oh love
0: it. man
1: well let's take a quick break and we'll come back with some more news stories you can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything you might shop while working eating or even listening to this podcast and however you shop we all know and love the thrill of the hunt
2: Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children.
1: The heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.
2: And we're back. All right, Christina's got something to tell me. Well, I want to tell you a lovely
0: little story I read today about our favorite governor, Ron DeSantis.
2: Oh, gosh. Uh, Hopefully not future president, Ron DeSantis. Hopefully
0: not, because uh, about 50 migrants arrived by plane in Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, Wednesday on flights paid for by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis that originated in San Antonio, Texas. He told them... Basically, that there was going to be housing there for them, jobs, the whole thing, just to get them out and send them Mm -hmm. as kind of a fuck you to sanctuary cities. Basically, landing a bunch of migrants there being like, don't worry, there's going to be jobs and housing there for you.
2: (gasps) Wow. And just drop them. Oh, no. In Martha's Vineyard. God. I mean, I just feel like people like this, it's so cruel it lacks like any amount of compassion or empathy for other human beings to do that to, to trick somebody onto a plane i just
0: don't understand how that isn't human trafficking you know right. what i mean
2: yeah i mean like i'm not you're
0: sending people under false pretenses exactly. somewhere it just mm-hmm. feels even if it's not criminal like you feel it in your heart that that's icky no right yeah.
2: no i mean you would think so but like I don't know. I don't know because it's certainly not something that I could ever sleep at night having done. But also, wait, hold on. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis? Yep. And he took them from San Antonio, Texas?
0: There's a a lot here. Let me uh, pull it up. Um, Yeah, one flight took off from San Antonio and made a stop in Florida and South Carolina before landing in Martha's Vineyard. The second flight also stopped in Florida but made another stop in Charlotte, North Carolina. And so he colluded with um, Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Uh, Of
2: course, the two worst governors of all time. The two grossest governors. Great.
0: They did not alert any of the authorities or local people there. That's disgusting. That they were coming. So you have like just a bunch of like these governors hatching a secret plot to send immigrant families like cattle on an Uh, airplane.
2: Oh, that is, it's, it's disgusting what they're doing to those families and those individuals. And then also to put that kind of without alerting anybody to put that kind of strain or potential strain on the outreach, you know, uh, programs that I'm sure are in Martha's vineyard and the infrastructure there to make sure that those people like that's, it's so, cruel. It's yes. just cruel. It's gross. They were basically like
0: um, they were approached outside of a shelter, like they had just recently crossed the border in Texas and were staying in a shelter in San Antonio. They were approached outside a shelter and lured them into boarding the plane, saying they're going to be flown to Boston where they could get expedited work papers,
2: oh, provided no. with food. Oh So no. they didn't even fucking go
0: to bo- I, I I can't understand how this isn't
2: I don't know. It's criminal. I don't know. I mean, it feels like kidnapping. doesn't it, it does. Doesn't it? Cause it's like, yeah, they were lured onto planes told they were being taken, transported one place and taken somewhere completely different. And you're also probably talking about a segment of the population that maybe speaks English as a second language or right. isn't as fluent. So that's extra. Disgusting.
0: Yeah. Most of the arrivals spoke little to no English. Spanish speaking high school students were pressed into service as interpreters.
2: That's, Wow! Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have. That's, I, that's I, my
0: outrage machine today. I I read that this morning. And I'm like, what? Uh, with everything that's going on with with all of the the criminal activities and um, DOJ investigations for like the Trump machine, yeah. mm-hmm. that's one thing. But I'm like, something like this, like where's uh, where's any kind of of criminal investigation or or any any consequences for these people?
2: Well, and I hadn't even heard about it. Which means that people are not outraged enough about this. Like, I I realize 24-hour news cycle is a lot and people have a lot on their plates right now. Yeah. But the fact that that's not bigger news, I mean, that's...
0: I do think, though, I think part of why it isn't bigger news is because there is enough of a segment of the population that doesn't consider migrants human beings. That's
2: disgusting. And you know what? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And it's just... It's frustrating for me as well, having had the kind of religious background that I had. That it's these same people who will preach about God's love. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> right. Yeah. And this is the least Christ-like behavior I've mm-hmm. ever seen. Is just disgusting. There is no other word for it.
0: Yeah. So here's here's hoping that there's something that comes of it, or at least that the news story picks up steam. And there are some kind of consequences for this. You know, I I seriously worry about Governor DeSantis becoming the next yeah. Trump.
2: And I would like to say that doing things like this will hurt his chances because this is so disgusting and despicable to a certain segment of the population that... I feel like people will come out strongly against Ron DeSantis. But unfortunately, like you said, there's also a large swath of the population for whom immigration like, Hell yeah, is a this huge is thing.
0: Yeah, that cheer on actions mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's very scary too, because there was actually, I think I heard it on either Daily Zeitgeist or Behind the Bastards, um, one of those where they were talking to or they had interviewed people who knew Ron DeSantis growing up or like while he was like pursuing his political aspirations and things like that. And they said they were like, oh no, you should be very afraid of Ron DeSantis because he's nobody likes him. He's a terrible person. He's yeah. a very bad person, but he's very, very smart.
0: Oh yeah, he's, yeah. he's a snake. Yeah. He is a snake. And that's that's the thing, is that Trump showed where the cracks were. Yeah. A more intelligent person would be able to exploit those cracks extremely easily. Yeah. And that's that's who we need to be afraid of. Um, Trump's an f- idiot, a self-serving right. idiot. Yeah, That's easy to spot. We've been able to see like all of his crimes happening in real time. But someone like Ron DeSantis could do real damage.
2: Yeah. I'm actually more afraid for the... Um, 2024 presidential election than I was for 2016. I'm more afraid because... Like you said, those that foundation has been built now. Mm-hmm. Um, that base is there, and they are rapidly moving away from Trump, which on the right. surface is like, good, but they're not moving away from him because they've seen the light. Like, they're moving no. away from him because he looks bad. So all you have to do is get somebody who looks a little better on paper.
0: And still espousing the same right. hatred, the same ignorance. Yes. Yeah, they're just yeah. doing
2: it in a slightly more respectable, in quotes, way. You yeah, know? So that's... Horrible. (laughs) Right.
0: Well, we do have hope, though, for the midterms. You saw that Lindsey Graham introduced that bill into the Senate to outlaw uh, abortion. I did. And (laughs) McConnell's like, shut up.
2: Up. no they they actually kind of like that Like it's just don't f- bring it up shut up <laughs> no because it's true it's like if people across the political spectrum are like um actually actually we, we like to have rights we, as women yeah, mm. and you know also sometimes we get people pregnant that we don't want pregnant so if we could get them not pregnant quicker that'd be great, that'd be great. yeah it's really only a, a small and very loud group of mostly far-right or religious extremists who are very anti- um choice yeah there's
0: there's a lot of republicans that have um are running in midterms that have scrubbed their website Uh of any kind of mention of abortion whatsoever so we'll be interested to
2: see but graham's an idiot it's amazing i'm like are you playing for (laughs) our side bro like are you trying to help us out because it feels like it what's happening what are you doing Uh, Okay, so I have one last thing to talk about today, and that is and I sent this to you when I first saw it because somebody did leak it. And when I tell you I used to work for Disney, I'm going to fucking cry. I I knew I I sent it to Christina (laughs) because somebody had leaked the video of um, not just what's in the teaser, which is a very small amount, but like kind of the tail end of Halle Bailey singing Part of Your World. And it is stunning.
0: It's stunning. But it's then so you beautiful. see all the TikToks of the
2: Oh my god. I, I'm going
0: to cry just <laughs> thinking about it. It makes me very emotional and it should yeah. make everyone emotional. Seeing little black girls being so excited yeah. to see themselves represented like that in a Disney movie is just the the joy and you just realize like how much representation matters and when yeah. people like to cry about woke Hollywood or whatever, I want you to watch a video like that with a little four-year-old black girl who's like excited, yeah. has like, you know, a little red wig on. And it's like, she looks like me, you know, yeah. I just, I, I, I don't understand. Well, first of all, mermaids aren't real. So the fact that they would even have a well, skin color uh, is a moot conversation right, to have in the and- first place.
2: <laughs> Okay, so what we're talking about, which I'm sure everybody knows, is that there is a um, group of people on the internet. Again, a very loud group of people who are loudly complaining, and you can find it on every single video about this, including those uplifting ones. There's, there will be one person in the comments is like, "Well, I just don't understand why." You it's know, it's always, it's always, I don't understand
0: why. I just don't, don't understand. You don't have to, and you can stay quiet about it. it just truly, let people enjoy things
2: truly um, karen who are upset that the little mermaid is black but the thing about that as well so first of all yes of course this is fantasy it's the same thing people are really mad that there are black characters in game of thrones and they're really mad that there are there's black a black characters. elf and, uh-huh. and a a Lord black of the Hobbit Rings and what the fuck you know people are getting furious about this situation and again all of this is high fantasy it's it doesn't who what it, none of this stuff exists i don't no, understand it's it, all made up it doesn't exist but then in addition to that the old one isn't going away like if you have a if you have a red headed you know child that you want them to see a, a red headed disney princess then pop in the, the old, old one He's 90s like i don't understand it's not going anywhere and
0: even with all the people crying woke right now the representation is still not I mean, everything is still the majority white. You can yeah. find plenty of things for you, believe me. Like, I just, I I never well, understood the outcry. And it's, no. it's, still, it's still not even, it's not balanced. No. Things aren't real life at all. So, you know, you're gonna no. be fine.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's always one person in the comments who's like, well, how would you feel if we did this to one of yours? I kid you not, I have seen... On TikTok, in the comments, I have seen people say, what if we did an all-white cast of Roots?
0: <laughs> I would love to watch that oh and laugh God. at you. That's what I think of that. Go and finance it and fucking make it then. Truly. Like, it would be hysterical. What if Go we for did
2: it. an all-white cast of Black Panther? <laughs> and it's like, first of all, you're being deliberately obtuse in like sometimes race matters to a storyline and sometimes it doesn't right doesn't matter in in Little Mermaid and then outside of that you're just fully ignoring the like century or more in Hollywood where we've just been casting white people as like non-white as like Persian or Chinese (laughs) or Egyptian or Jake Gyllenhaal was the Prince of Persia. So yeah, there you go. Exactly. (laughs) And literally like 10 years ago, there was a movie. What was it? Gods of Egypt. Oh yeah. With with Christian Bale. Bale. (laughs) And like Glenn Close or something. And it was Sigourney Weaver. What What is (laughs) happening here? Didn't we talk about on
0: uh, my worst date where there were rumors that um, Julia Roberts was going to be Harriet Harriet
2: Tubman. Tubman. (laughs) Yeah. So it's what? Just, I don't want to hear you complaining about this thing. And also Halle Berry is so one. She's so incredibly talented. The director of the film was like, once we saw her audition, there was really no it's choice. beautiful. And it is it's so stunning. beautiful. Yeah. It's really stunning. And then also she looks like a Disney princess. Like yeah. Her face. She's got a Disney princess face.
0: There's just some hateful people that will never see uh, a black or brown person as a princess. There's just there's hate mm-hmm. in their hearts yeah you know
2: you're right well i mean they're gonna force me to go see another live action disney movie
0: oh i'm seeing it 100 yeah. they're, they're
2: twisting my arm i'm gonna have to go you got my money yeah that was it. that
0: was my disney movie growing up i yeah. think i was like in second grade or something like that when i came out yeah i got into a fight with a long-term friend of mine at that time like long-term like you know <laughs> two grades right yeah exactly um because uh, she wouldn't let me play Ariel. She made me play Ursula when we played Little Mermaid together. Oh. So then I never talked to her again.
2: Oh, I mean, honestly, valid, valid reason. <laughs> now to as an adult, I'm like,
0: Ursula is kind of the better part. But
2: <laughs> truly, they, for real, like Ursula is incredible. I do wish that they had gotten. It would have been really rad to have seen a drag queen in that role. Right. Yeah. Uh, I know that that's been something that people have been really talking about. But I also really like Melissa McCarthy. And I think she'll she'll do an, she'll do a good job. Yeah. You know, so I'm they're they're making me they're getting me back into the theater so
0: absolutely thanks
2: all you hateful people out there thanks so much so uh, thank you for joining me today oh, of course so fun thanks for inviting you. me yeah do you want to uh, tell the people where they can find you follow you
0: yeah um, you know uh, follow my worst state podcast uh, we've got Instagram we've got TikTok uh, we got a secret Facebook group uh, you can listen to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts um, so that's the main place
2: yeah if you like hearing us together you can get a lot more of that over on that podcast exactly yeah okay well thank you all so much and we will see you next time Rage On
1: Anna Sheridan New York Times best-selling author of Supernatural Horror missing for nearly six months now that's not possible Given the circumstances of her disappearance, someone with a more vivid imagination might decide she'd pierce the veil, so to speak.
2: Weak radio signal. 700 meters. Closing fast.
1: There's no place for ghost stories and close encounters in this investigation, or any other.
2: I need you to find me. I
1: need you to see. Oh, of course. What else would it be? The Sheridan Dips, a serialized horror-mystery podcast. Stream the complete series today on Realm and on all podcasting platforms.